Episode of the One Golden Moment Podcast. This is producer Justice De Los Santos here to provide you with a quick little update as to how this episode is going to work. So the first segment of this podcast that you're going to hear was recorded right after the game around two o'clock on Saturday Pacific Standard Time. Uh, since we recorded that podcast, there was a lot of madness that happened. There was the crazy UCLA-Washington State game. There was Colorado beating Arizona State at home. And, of course, there was Cal jumping to the number 15 spot in the national rankings. Now, because of all that information that transpired following the recording of our first podcast, we have decided to record a little update, not a full episode, but a little update that's going to be tacked on the latter half of this podcast that's going to be featuring Spencer and Josh. That's just a little update. You'll hear a an audio sort of transition to know when we go from part one of this podcast to part two. So enjoy. Welcome to another golden moment, everybody. My name is Spencer Galanka. I'm the sports editor here at the Daily Californian. Cal just beat Ole Miss 28-20 in an impressive victory, impressive fashion. Welcome to Chase Garber's golden moment. Jesus Christ, he had an amazing game. Um, I got Emily and Shaylin here with me again. Uh, Justice, the producer, is here. Uh, and we have a special guest, Mr. Michael Brust, is here with us, our weekly columnist. How's it going? Um, right. Yeah, so uh, you heard from him last week in his <laughs> instant reaction after North Texas victory. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to get to things uh, – we're going to get to recapping things right now. So uh, I don't really know where to start because there was so much happening Do you mind if I start? I Go ahead, Michael. To say. Go ahead, Michael. There are moments as a nation that um, unite us. Uh, the OJ trial – 9-11, Jay's Garbers, I think, are really just the three defining moments in American history. Uh, I'm not trying to say that Chase Garbers is America. Uh, I'm saying that he's God, and we should all hail him and really, really understand just the true power of the Almighty. Uh, Chase Garbers is a goddamn American hero. 300... And 57 yards. That's so many yards. That's at least three football fields worth. Okay? And four, four touchdowns. He's like if Aaron Rodgers and Jared Goff could throw a football. What I'm trying to say is that, you know, the 2020 elections are coming up. This is and it, I think it's as a nation, we're really reflecting on what matters. And I'm saying Chase Garbers right here, right now, for president. This okay? He does everything. He passes. He runs. He gets injured. Okay? That's everything that you could want out of a president. But then, like Jesus, he resurrects. He rose in the third quarter. It's poetry. Three days later. We thought Three he was quarters done. later. I cried. I weeped tears. I saw a tear. It was as if my own father had been stripped from my life, much like he was only a few years ago. Uh, he Optionally, of course. He said, hey, I'll be right back. Uh, I'm going to Target. Do you want anything? I, of course, said, yeah, I'd like, like, a Diet Pepsi, um, and, uh, I haven't seen him since, and, uh, I'm still pretty thirsty, so, Dad, if you're listening to this, please come back. Oh. I miss you. Um, Chase Garbers, though, what a, what a guy. Evan Weaver? 
pretty damn good. Uh, Cal football, literally the greatest football team of all time. Of all time. Ask not what your football team can do for you. Ask what you can do for <laughs> Cal football. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this has been the Brust Corner with, <laughs> with Michael Brust. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Oh, Jesus. That's it. That's uh, the right. Yeah, that's See the you guys podcast. next week. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, Michael, thank you for your thoughts. Uh, unbiased, of course. Unbiased thoughts. I'm an independent journalist. Yep, of course. I only respect the facts and the news. Uh, <laughs> Unsullied by emotion. Okay? <laughs> Irrational thought. Oh, my God. All right, let's expand on Garbers and his, I mean, career day. Career uh, career highs and yards and touchdowns. Right, Shailen, you want to you wanna take it over? I mean, what an absolute day from him. Yeah. I think from the first drive, all of us were probably just watching, like, what is what got into this offense? They stormed down the field, first drive, touchdown to Trevon Clark. Um, first of his career. First of his career, and then Garbage just kept kept going. We've seen Garbage flash like this before. We saw it on the final drive against Washington, but he did it four times to four different receivers, yeah. four passing touchdowns. Um, I think one of the biggest things for him – was the third down conversions. He had six third down throws. To, five of them were to convert a first down, and one was for a, the uh, touchdown to Christopher Brown Jr. on the swing. All over 10 yards, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Do you not have that stat? They were not. Okay. There were a couple that were eight. Gotcha. But still, regardless, those are oh hard throws gosh. to make. Yeah, Incredible, especially away from home. Um, there was a, a huge cow contingent, which I think helped – um, the Bears feel a little bit at home. Andrew um, was there. Sorry? Andrew Vaughn. Andrew oh. Vaughn was there. Uh, former former Cal baseball plug, currently in the minor league system of the Chicago White Sox. City. Um, yeah, Mr. Garbers was unbelievable um, from the outset. I mean, he was throwing dimes to Crawford to, you know, and I think Clark getting involved is a big thing as well. Makai Polk drew a few pass interference penalties in the first half. I think the offense – for better or for worse, played their best half so far this season. Easily. I mean, un- oh, I I mean unbelievable. I think it was Bo Baldwin's best called game of his Cal career. Oh, yeah, dude. And obviously, Garber's had his best game. 100%. Um, yeah, like you said, Michael, in Michael's corner. Uh, <laughs> we'll bring it to the center now. Evan Weaver's 22 tackles. Uh, nutty. Absolutely he, nutty. I mean, again, we lo- we don't, you know, we don't check the stats for the first quarter and then at the end of the first quarter Weber already has five six tackles and you're like where the hell did they come from um everywhere on the field he had a response for uh uh Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral uh talking trash earlier in the week saying how the California-based players cannot handle the heat and humidity of uh Oxford Mississippi but that clearly wasn't the case and uh if I could pull up Weaver's quote here um try to put it in right Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll actually put it in. We'll dub it in. Justice has got it right now. This is what he uh, had to say after the game. I mean, there wasn't really a message. I mean, I'm just going to say it. He's not He's not the greatest quarterback in the world. So he talked trash to us. Uh, so I'm going to talk it right back. And, you know, he, he obviously can't put his money where his mouth is. So <laughs> we shut him up good and we shut him up. And what is it, 28 20 at the end of the game? Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, if that if that doesn't get you motivated to not only be a Cal fan, but the players 
uh, I mean, uh, to have that guy in your locker room, to have a leader that's not afraid of speaking his mind and backing it up on the field is just unbelievable. My favorite thing was when he – it was after, I think – I don't know if it was Weaver who made the stop, but he waved goodbye off the field. Oh, someone needs are, to get. Oh no, it was Weaver. 100%. Yeah, it was. He, uh, the, 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 no, it wasn't. It was earlier oh. in the game. He oh, might have okay. waved goodbye that time too. No. Probably <laughs> knowing him. <but laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, he really saved the game. Yeah. For them. Well, especially because I think Cal's secondary really struggled in this one. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, Corral really was not accurate at all throughout the day, but like they did. They were successful in RPO and the run option, and it was just uh, it was a tough day for Cal's defense, especially late in the game. Yeah, Bynum allowed that uh, final throw to get Ole Miss close to the goal line. Yeah, but, with uh, a freshman quarterback, Plumley, coming in and, uh, you know, almost orchestrating heroics. Uh, there was a, you know, a touchdown shot for Ole Miss at the end of the game, but they didn't have any timeouts and um, had some troubles with clock you know, clock management late in the game and uh, and gave it up there. Uh, I think a few people thought the Ole Miss wide receiver got in. Um, yeah, it's a, they just didn't show the right camera no. angle from the goal line, so it's impossible to tell. It was the... such a weird ending to the game because nobody knew what was happening, and it was like three plays in quick succession. I mean, Emily, what are, what are your thoughts before we – On the final drive. On the, on on the, the final, final drive, drive, yeah. I was scared to death that they were going to blow it. I was like, I mean, it's hard not to feel haunted by Cal in seasons past. Yeah. In knowing that, like, you know, this is things similar to this have happened before. Like, they'll play really great. And then. And the same thing happened last yeah. week. A whole game came down to the defense making a stop. Mm-hmm. And literally, this game ended with. So Plumley, right? He basically, like. No, no, that was the other touchdown where he like literally just walked into the end zone no yeah. wait no that was the other guy Ely never mind yeah, let, let me take this out yeah let me pull it up here <laughs> have to take this out uh, yeah Plumlee like yeah he, he had like, a huge he, run yeah, 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 and then Ely scored yeah. okay, I've got it but the last like yeah so minute of the game yeah so Plumlee had one two three four five six one two three four five six 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 Completions on that final drive. Six straight completions for three yards, 13 yards, 11 yards, three yards, nine yards, and 41 yards. And they actually got up to uh, Cal's one-yard line. But got, uh, you know, uh, or excuse me. Yeah, they actually did get to Cal's one-yard line after Plumlee ran for six yards. And then um, Cal with the big stop on Elijah Moore's uh, run. No game. Evan Even Weaver. if they did call it a touchdown, though, they still would have had to convert the yeah. two-point conversion so still, just yeah. to tie it up. Yeah, still a lot to do uh, and on, then it's on that end. And then yeah. it's, oh, it goes to coin toss then. Because that would have been, there would have been no time left. That's, yeah. But it's Cal. Oh, yeah, it's also college, so both teams get a chance. Yeah. Screw the NFL. <laughs> Worst overtime rules. Uh, that would have been interesting. Um, I think, I like, let's expand on the defense a little bit because I think – Bynum, a really uncharacteristic play from him late in the game. And I was really surprised. Uh, a lot of missed tackles behind the line of scrimmage. Jalen well. Hawkins and Ashton Davis both missed a couple tackles. Yeah, and that was that was surprising. Um, um, yeah, I think I just want to say that like the secondary did not play nearly as well as they normally do. No. But I think part of that, it, it's a big factor that Tevin Paul and Cameron Good, Cal's starting outside linebackers, were out because they're most of Cal's pass rush besides Luke Beckett. And 
Ole Miss just had way too much time in the pocket, which means the secondary has to cover for longer. And yeah, hopefully those issues will get fixed fixed next week. I think Wilcox said he's hoping good and Paul are back for Arizona State. Not totally sure. There were so at. many injuries though. Yeah, like Cal has really just been already riddled with with people going out from injuries. I mean, I know Michael felt very strongly <laughs> about the moment that Chase Garbers had to. That was, yeah. Not just Michael, I think it was all everybody of us. Were, actually. Yeah, that was especially tough. to happen four touchdowns in. Yeah. yeah, it was a pretty frightening moment. Yeah. Uh, Braxton Crotow and Nick Alfton filled in for uh, the injured defensive lineman, but yeah, like like Shalen said, I mean, Corral had way too much time in the pocket, um, and he had you know he had free range to do everything, and I think if he made a few more of his passes, it would be a different game. Because um, there was a lot of third down catches that were either dropped or missed, uh, underthrown or overthrown. So, uh, yeah, I mean, once again, Cal finds a way to win. It's freaking unbelievable that they're four and zero for the first time since 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, this stat isn't confirmed, but I leave. Uh, I believe with Weaver's uh, 22 tackles, it's a career high, and he also uh, is sixth all time. Um, Cow's leading tackler. I forget who we passed on the list, but that's a, a huge feat for Weaver. I don't know what else to say. Amazing. Uh, yeah, it's pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Tongas getting involved oh, yeah. finally. He's, tight ends getting involved. He was better than McAllen Castles was all season. Oh, I know. I know. I know. Imagine how Castles feels now as well <laughs> with tight ends finally getting integrated yeah. and he's gone. But uh, He I, led I mean, the team with 88 receiving yards. Yeah. Pretty unbelievable. Jordan Duncan with a yeah, huge game in his hometown. Yeah, that was. I mean, some crazy sideline catches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we talk a lot about like on this podcast. We talk all the time about like the offense was good for a few drives or you know that's for true. a minute, and this time they were good the whole game pretty much, except for like the last five minutes of it. But it, it's so awesome to watch them doing well. Yeah, I agree. Consistently is is cool. I think I want to give credit to the offensive line, too. Deltoso was out, so, I mean, the running game was not there today at all uh, for for Garbers or the running backs. The offensive line was not great in that department, but their pass protection was pretty phenomenal, in my opinion, today. I think Garbers, as well, did a good job on a few plays to get away from Ole Miss defenders. I mean, his scrambling and decision-making was on point again, Mm -hmm. just like it was at Washington. There's was a couple great. times where he, I thought he was going to get sacked, and he somehow wriggled his way out yeah. of, like, yeah, almost like it was godlike or magical, <laughs> <laughs> um, almost like as if he is the second coming. I'm not saying that he is. But it's almost if, like if, that. if he, if he was, in would he not be doing those things? I'll let you guys think about that because I have. <laughs> uh, Devon Monster, who is not godlike. Uh, eligible for the first game. Eligible for the first game and had a 16-yard completion to Mr. Uh, Jordan Duncan. Um, all right, guys, anything on the game? Because we're going to move on to, like, assessing our record predictions at the beginning of the Ooh. year. Oh, yes. Uh, which I vaguely remember what I chose, but... Uh, Mine's looking pretty good. I think I predicted a loss to North Texas, but I did have us at 3-1. and one. Um but they pulled out the win in 4-0. I don't think any of us had 4-0. I didn't do game by game. I had 12-0. But that's okay. Oh, yeah, you just did the full. <laughs> yeah. But my 8-4 prediction is looking decently. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely doable. Totally. Definitely doable. Totally. Especially, you know, because I'm not – I'm still not hopeful. 
I mean, this is this was a statement win, especially away from home at a SEC, a huge SEC school. But like Oregon and Utah away is going to be, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a challenge. Utah did get exposed this they weekend, did. though. They yeah, lost to USC. Uh, third string quarterback. Jeez. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Looks pretty good though. Yeah, he does. He looks really good. Uh, yeah, shout out to the USC wide receiving core helping out your quarterback. Um, just don't do that when you come here. That'd yeah. be great. Um, I yeah, uh, Michael. Did you make a season prediction? Yeah, twelve uh, zero and a college football <laughs> championship. Um, it's in the back. You are it's on in the pace. title. You're on pace. Yeah, I I know I'm on pace. You guys are non-believers. Like you, you, yeah, I mean I, I I'm going to the school of Garbers. Okay, uh, we're gonna win the championship. Then we're gonna win it next year and the last year. That's like three titles. <laughs> really three. Count them. One, think we got two, it after three. Graduates? Garbers will be called the greatest quarterback in college football history. He will go on to the pros. He will replace Tom Brady on the Patriots. I don't Bill Belichick dynasty will nope. continue until um, 2025. No, wait. That's way too soon. Until like 2035 <laughs> uh, when Garbers has won all of the MVPs and titles and Patrick Mahomes is defeated. And uh, Garbers will look upon the sunset of the universe that he has created, much like Thanos in the Avengers. <laughs> That's my prediction. Wow. Emily, uh, you gotta... Yeah, sorry, but you have to... <laughs> Don't ever make me follow my yeah, I'm sorry. You, you gotta follow that. Oh, Emily, you have your game-by-game game yeah, pulled up. Yeah, I, I really do. Wow. I actually had a, um, a predicted loss for Ole Miss. I just thought the SEC environment would be um, a lot... Psych! Psych! Yeah, I was wrong. This is the first time that I have to eat humble pie this season. I know, Because that's true. I've been, been pretty spot on. I'm just gonna hard. say that. Um... But I am so excited. Can I just say this? I know we're going to get into the Arizona State game like preview soon, yeah. but I am so excited for this game. It's a Friday game. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. On National ESPN. TV. Arizona State is so good. Well, not so good, but like they're they're good. They're like a Cal yeah. team. Like yeah. we are at this caliber of we're very it's going to be a very competitive match, I think, and I'm so stoked. Me too. I, I mean, have a it's... huge crush on Eno Benjamin. Wow. And I'm so excited to see mm. him. All right. Anyway. Eno Benjamin, if you're listening. He's been pretty bad this season. Chase, if you're First listening. team preseason, all pack 12. We're going to talk about that later. Uh, okay. I think that game, yeah, that game's going to be lit. Like, uh, the co- two coaches that have been around for a while, uh, Herm Edwards, Justin Wilcox, they both have their teams inspired and winning football games, and I'm so excited for that, man. Um, I'm ready for Garbers. I mean, hopefully Garbers' injury, like, doesn't get worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I doubt it. Was it a knee? That's what it yeah. looked like. Yeah. yeah, knee twisted up under a tackle, which was just horrifying. Like, the minute I saw that tackle, I was like, oh. I thought it was his back at first. Yeah. yeah. He went up all the way back. Um, yeah, man. Uh, ASU, I do they play today? They, they do, do, Colorado. Oh, yeah. yes. Who had the upset against Nebraska. Yes, but then they ago. lost to someone who they should have beat last week. Uh, Air Force. Yeah, so yeah. if Arizona State wins that, it'll be Cal, Arizona State, and who else is the last undefeated Pac-12 teams? Probably Washington. Washington State. Or no, not Washington. Washington <laughs> State. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that can't be right. And Oregon, right? Oregon oh, no, lost, they lost to Auburn. Auburn. Yeah. Wow. Guys. So, Pac-12 playoff chances are not looking too good. No, no. Uh, Besides uh, besides Cal. 
I think Michael gave me a weird look. I th- I said. Goddamn right. <laughs> I think I think Cal's positioning in the Pac-12 was super surprising, especially with the Utah loss. Like Cal's in pole position. Like they're they're in control of what happens mm-hmm. this season, which no, I did not expect. Um, I mean, is if Garbers comes out like he did today, sky's the limit. I feel like because the defense was subpar, and once they get back on, mm-hmm. defense will definitely get back on yeah, track. I mean, yeah. Jesus. I mean, I think for me, this is probably the worst performance from the secondary that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, yeah. Because, oh, because of this how season, Ole Miss plays. Yeah, this right. season. For Justin sure. Herbert destroyed the secondary last yeah. season. Yeah, the start was terrible. Um, but you know what? <sighs> Shit. Chase Garber stepped up when he needed to. And uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what else to say. Done. What did you. It was a roller coaster. Predict your game predictions. I didn't do game by game predictions. Oh, yeah, I but. Your- I said what I did say. This doesn't apply to the Ole Miss game, but I thought we would win three out of the five of Utah, Washington, Oregon, USC, and Stanford. Mm. So that has nothing to do with Ole Miss, but that's no. the only like game by game type prediction I made. Gotcha. So you're getting there. It's looking decent. It. Yeah. yeah. One at Washington. Um, maybe we should wrap up. Do you want to do players of the game? Oh yeah. Totally. I forgot. Uh, All right, who's going to do Weaver? I know. I guess I'll do Weaver. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Again. Uh, I think he's every single game, right? Yeah. One of us has had him as player yeah. of the game. Also, his quote. I nominate Jordan Duncan. Fire. For, what do they do? What's the, in the Grinch? The cheer, holiday cheermeister. There you go. No, I'm sorry. Please also take that out. Um, <laughs> I, I nominate, I nominate Jordan Duncan. Um, as my player of the game, I just love that he went home. He's a Mississippi native, so just really showed up, showed out. 63 receiving yards. Um, like we said earlier, Jake Tonjes actually led the team with 88, but still had some really, really clutch plays, clutch catches. Did awesome. It was really fun to watch him. So, um, I'm sure Michaels is going to be Chase Garber, so I will nominate Luke Beckett. He was pretty much our only source of pass rush besides when Weaver would go on blitzes, which they've been doing a lot with him lately. But Beckett had a couple swatted passes. He was there in run defense too. And I think he was really the one player on the defensive line that actually like kept Cal's defense in the game and had some sort of a pass rush. Um, I think we've talked enough about the Lord and Savior. I actually want to give the player of the game to the Cal fans that showed up at Ole Ooh, Miss. Respect. There were so many of them there. Like, actually took up a sizable portion I saw an estimate. of the stadium. I don't know if I believe it. It was a tweet that said there were around 8,000 Cal fans there. Wow. Wow. I don't know if I believe I mean, that, that seems like a little much, but it's that doesn't seem it too far a, away from the a, truth. Yeah, there's yeah. a decent like, amount. Cal fans really showed up, and when you're in SEC territory, when you're going against a team with like a, such a historic... A uh, uh, franchise. They're not a franchise. They're a school. Um, <laughs> but you guys have a program. That's the word I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah. English is hard. Um, but English like, it's a really okay. You know what? <laughs> I don't word good. Okay. Um, <laughs> right. Exactly. Why say many word? I waste time. Say lot word when few word do trick. Um, but <laughs> the point is, is that uh, Cal fans really showed up, and I think that that got 
uh, Chase and Company. I, mean, I call him Chase because we're friends like that. Um, <laughs> Chase and Company, comfortable. And, like, you know, I think if you go into a hostile territory and you don't have anyone to look to for support, it's really difficult. Um, much like me stepping into my court hearings. Um, uh, we don't got to talk about that on the pod. <laughs> uh, that's, a joke, that that's a joke, by the way. That's a joke. That's a joke. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have court hearings. He's a standard Yet. Um, but <laughs> my biggest point is that I'm glad the Cal fans showed up. Yeah. And, um, and I, I think it was absolutely huge for the team. And it was a hot one there. Justice, what do you got? I have a player of the week as well. Um, the individual who made the note, uh, the communist note, that's my player. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you guys yeah. are watching on ESPN uh, and it went a little bit viral, there was a gentleman, Ole Miss fan, who had some expletives towards Cal. Well, that they had the crowd mics on a little Washington State. You've got a tough schedule going for too uh, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. There was uh, lots of little oopsies that were, I mean, it was just weird because ESPN... Like so many strange things happened during that game. Yeah, with the crowd mics. Yeah, the graphics. It was, in fairness, it was ESPNU, which is basically like ESPN's is it, is forgotten little brother. Students run ESPNU. The Daily Cal just all ESPN. Like uh, there's the so many times where they got faked out by the um by just like play action. Yeah, like, Garbers yeah. had a reg- it wasn't play action. He had a regular pass and they just didn't follow the <laughs> ball. Yeah, yeah. The, the cameraman was not on his game. Yeah. Uh, unlike That's Chase okay. Garbers. Well, Mrs. RPOs were just like That's me and funny. Michael were laughing. At every <laughs> yeah, because we have no idea who has the ball because the camera guy completely <laughs> lost. He, he's had another game entirely. He's watching LSU with his hand held. Just like, yeah, this is right. The LSU on his phone. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, shit, guys. I think that's it for this week. We're going to try to give you a uh, ASU preview, but we're going to have the early kickoff, so we'll see. Hopefully we can get to a podcast as well that night, but it's going to be hella late. But uh, we'll be back to you in a week's time, hopefully earlier. Uh, anybody else? Final thoughts? Uh, follow at not Chase Garbers on Twitter. At not Chase Garbers. Thank you. <laughs> at not Chase Garbers. Uh, is going to take over the world here. Yes, it's coming. Follow us on uh, at DDCal Sports on Twitter, Instagram. We don't have one. Uh, we don't have one of those. Follow the do. regular Daily Cal Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. There you go at Daily Cal on Instagram. We have a Facebook page. Just search Daily Cal Sports, and we'll be there. Uh, but Twitter is what we update the most. We were live tweeting during the game, so you can take a look at that. And uh, thanks for joining us this late. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks. Alrighty. Uh, I mean. I guess we don't need to do a normal intro because uh, we're here again. Uh, it's Sunday night. What time is it right now? 7.16. Uh, My favorite time of day, 7.16. <laughs> uh, wow. I could have easily said 7.15. Um, that's great. Uh, me and Josh are here. Me is Spencer Golanka. I'm the sports editor, once again, for the Daily Californian. Uh, my beat writer, Josh, who was not with us uh, at the beginning of the podcast, is here with us now. He Howdy. was there in Mississippi. And uh, holy shit, we have a lot to talk about. Um, <laughs> Cal was ranked in the AP poll uh, this morning. They were ranked number 15. They were number 16 in the coaches poll. Uh, a huge jump that I was not expecting, although looking back, UCF lost. Uh, who was Michigan. He? Yeah, Michigan also lost. Um, Utah, Utah may have helped. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Bears are up high now. Only undefeated team in the Pac-12. It's pretty unbelievable, everything that's happened in the last 24 hours. Uh, go ahead and break it down for you us. You know, this has nothing to do with anything. I just wanted to give a shout-out to 
our, our friends at the Daily Bruin last night dealing with a 67-63 <laughs> final score in regulation. I mean, yeah, hold on. Let's, yeah, okay, because <laughs> that's, that's one of the craziest college football games I've ever watched. Uh, I was with my buddy, and we were just, we were, I mean, we couldn't believe what was happening. And then uh, I saw a tweet, like, uh, so I, maybe maybe you saw it as well. Uh, college scouts were just getting up and yeah. walking out of the press box. <laughs> well, those those are like, the, those over there scouting the secondary. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I don't know, Josh. Go ahead and kind of walk us through your experience at the game, and then uh, where Cal football is right now. Because I mean, we're riding high at the moment. Yeah, definitely, definitely a, a strange weekend. You don't get to travel to out to Oxford, Mississippi, that often for Cal football. Two point two um, Asian population. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> There were a few of them. I mean, here's what was cool about the whole situation. I was talking with a couple uh, alums. Um, they were all in a group in downtown Memphis, which is where a lot of the Cal conglomerate had, had met up. And that's where they were staying, um, nearest metropolitan area near, near Ole Miss. And everywhere you went, every corner, every barbecue restaurant, everything, go Bears, go Bears, go Bears, go Bears, like everywhere. Yeah. So population 2.28 Asians in the state of Mississippi, but this weekend, in the state of Tennessee and Mississippi, but this weekend, you know... Cal fans, two point five. Two point five. Yeah, there you go. yeah, exactly. Um, Cal fans were out. Um, they were making themselves known. Beale Street in Memphis. Um, everywhere you went, every corner, like I said. Um, so that was that was pretty cool to see. Um, it was funny. A lot of them actually told me they weren't at the North Texas game, as we saw. The stands were pretty yeah. empty. They yeah. said, you know, we didn't go to North Texas because it was an early game. We had some stuff going on. But this road trip, that which they had had in mind for the last three years, they had booked. You know, in 2016, ah. 2017, whatever it was. So that's why. You know, there was a, there was a lot of people heading out to Ole Miss because it's just so unique. Yeah. Um, so there was a big crowd out there. The Grove in, in at, on the Ole Miss campus, that's our tailgate town. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. I, I have so many ideas I want to talk to Jim Knowlton about with regards <laughs> to Cal. Um, that's off topic, though. Um, shout out to the Mississippi faithful. I mean, they really did show out for an 11 a.m. game um, doing their thing. Um, Hotty toddy. I'll give them a shout out. Um, fortunately, I mean, game, game aspects was not too hot. I mean, I know Matt Corral made all this big deal about how this guy's from California. Okay, wait, hold on. Okay, sorry to interject. No, go for it. He's the only player on the roster from California. Okay, talk about irony. Mr. Corral, please. Wait, really? Yeah. The only, pl- the only player I, on the oldest roster is the one. Please think before you <laughs> head to social media. He, he's from Ventura. Shout out to our former night editor, Nick Schwartz, and our current assistant news editor, Julie Madsen. Oh, yeah. Ventura, California. That's where Matt Corral's from, so... <laughs> Um, I don't really know where he's coming from. Uh, yeah. um, it wasn't that hot. Look, it was 79 degrees. The humidity wasn't that different from a week ago in Nor- against North Texas. I mean, and he, um, al- he also didn't need to give the you know Cal defense any other motivation, <laughs> any more motivation than they already had. Evan Weaver ate him alive in the post game, but we'll yeah. talk about that later. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk like about that later. Though, like Central Valley, like okay, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's from the coast. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. So weird. But yeah, game conditions were beautiful. Um, wasn't too hot. Um, you know, Cal had kind of an early start per se. Left uh, left Olive Branch where where everyone was staying. Uh, 7:45 a.m. local time, which is before 6 a.m. out here. So uh, I believe that they got their body clocks adjusted midweek. But it definitely is a challenge. I mean, it's something to consider for sure. Um, they didn't start out that way. I mean, Ole Miss got had some things working early, but it's not like Cal was crumbling money. Means the first offensive drive was yeah. One of Chase Garber's, like I mentioned, best drives of his career. Unbelievable. Um, he was clicking. He was making his reads, going through his options. And um, it really was night and day from what we saw a week ago against North Texas, where um, 
he'd look around, look around, and then just get out of the pocket as fast as he could. No, this time he was looking at option one, option two, moving a little bit, option three, and he was yeah. hitting his guys. So yeah. Um, that was kind of the first impressions of the game going into you know the first quarter. Um, it was eye-opening from an offensive side. And defensively, we knew that the Ole Miss read option, Rich Rodriguez does a fantastic job. Um, and Corral really was playing well, contrary to what he we was. were maybe seeing. But Corral had, Corral had some things working for him. Yeah. Um, him, Elijah Moore, Demarcus Gregory. I, I said um, I said he wasn't accurate, but, you know, I went back and watched the film. He did amazing in the first half, yeah, especially he, with the RPO. They took advantage of the injuries on the defensive line, all that. Yeah, so we uh, one thing to note about the opening quarter is we went out and the defense takes the field to start because Cal wins the toss and defers. And you see Braxton Croto and Nick Alfton yeah. as the starting outside linebackers. Yeah. yeah. Now we di- we didn't have we we had an inkling that maybe Ben Hawkstrider, Cam Good, Tevin Paul, they may be limited, but the fact that all three were out and Cal still managed to yeah. to get by with with the true freshman Croto and the the redshirt freshman Alfton who had been playing tight end a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaks volumes to how deep the defense is. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, although, I think. Watching the game again, Cal's defense did a lot worse than I thought. On every single big play that Ole Miss had, it was a mistake from Cal's defense. Either a missed tackle, a misread in pass coverage, uh, which is kind of a worrying sign and kind of uncharacteristic of what we've seen so far this season. Um, and I think that might hurt them against bigger teams as we go along. Yeah, I think that what was interesting is um, obviously Weaver and Coin Dang had fantastic stat lines. The secondary as a whole wasn't that impressive, which no. is what you come to expect from Cal. It's almost a given. So it's not like they had like a bad day per like for like an average group. They were just average, and we expect them to be good. So they were yeah. average. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Um, Travion Beck missed on a couple tackles. Um, Jalen Hawkins was kind of in and out of the rotation a little bit. So um, definitely, I wouldn't say like an off day for Cal. The Cal secondary, yeah. but definitely, um, you know, we've seen them play better. Yeah. Um, the I don't know how, made them look bad. <laughs> yeah. Because the um, offense played so well. Yeah, I mean, that's why I wrote in my piece, it's yeah. an unconventional win because you normally see them run the ball and play an aggressive defensive style, and this time it was... Through the air. Through the air and have your inside linebackers kind of just set the tone, which is what they normally do, but it was just a different feel for the whole game. Dude, all of yesterday in college football was messed up, bro. <laughs> like, the entire thing. Like, I look at the Ohio State score, and it's 5 nothing. Miami mm-hmm. over Ohio State, yeah. and then it's like 74 Just, Justin to five. Fields has six touchdowns in one quarter. It's an Ohio State record. Dude, and then, you know, the other games that happen, you know, Colorado ASU, the game we already talked about, um, and Washington State, crazy. I mean, Utah, Arizona State, and Washington State all favored, all going down this, this weekend. The stars really align from a Cal perspective. It's kind of crazy, man. Um, I mean, I guess that leads us to now. Uh, like I said, ranked pretty highly, ranked in the – sorry, the highest ranked since – 2009. 2009. September 27, 2009. Cal's number six in the nation goes to Eugene, Oregon, and gets and loses to an unranked Oregon team, 42 to six. I was looking this up earlier. I was watching that game. It's 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 almost. Remember that wow. game against Wazoo a couple years ago when Ross Bowers front flipped through his way into the end zone. Yeah. That was Cal, Oregon, but on the opposite end. Um, that's how bad it was. Um, and ever since then, it's kind of been a tailspin, and we. And Cal finally, finally, finally climbed its way back to this point. Not actually, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, it's pretty It's pretty remarkable, um, but I think we're definitely, out of the top 15 teams, by far the worst offense. Oh, it's, it's, oh <laughs> that's not even a question. I mean, <laughs> I mean just, just because Chase Garvers had 357 yeah. passers yesterday doesn't solve everything. True, true. true. <laughs> Excuse me, that we talked about before. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Michael Bruss is our Chase Garber's uh... affiliate. <laughs> yeah, you guys heard him earlier yeah. on, but uh, yeah. dude, it was. Uh, I don't know, man. I this this is a huge moment. I think for the Cal, the, the Cal program, they landed a three star recruit in uh, Colin D- Gamble. D- Colin Gamble, correct? Yeah, and uh, I mean that might have had influence on his decision, but like it's just overall, it's great for Cal to be in this position. Um, I think Wilcox is getting a huge shout with a lot of national critics. Um, his his coaching and his ability to to rally his troops is really um, getting the eye of the nation. Kirk Herbstreet had a shout out on Twitter. Kirk Herbstreet loves Justin Wilcox. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy, honestly. Ryan Rosillo gave a shout out. Who? Ryan Rosillo. Ryan Rosillo, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. If you told me Cal would be the only undefeated team. This far into the season, I I would be I would I mean, probably I'll, quit. I'll own it. I was the one that said Cal's gonna go six and six. I'll own it. Yeah. And I'm not saying like I'm not saying like four and zero. You can't just jump right to the Rose Bowl conclusion or you know we're gonna even like Cal's gonna even gonna like beat Oregon next week. Yeah. The one thing I did want to note though is that third quarter it's a 14-0 Cal scores all Miss. You saw offense, defense, and for the most part special teams clicking at the same time. Yeah. If that happens, I mean, you're, you're looking at a team that competes with Alabama. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. Yeah. When all three of those facets, yep, yep, Justice wow. is like, wow. here's Alabama. He's like, uh, yep. look, Justice it, is Cal can hang with any team in the nation table. if offense, defense, and special teams are clicking like that. Now, that obviously isn't going to happen all the time. But the <laughs> fact that the offense worked when there were eight men in the box. That's why Marcel Dancy and, and Chris Brown yeah. Jr. had 22 carries and 58 yards. Yeah. They, they said, here, Chase, you go, you, like, you're going to have to beat us. And Chase says, here all you right. go. Yeah, that's yeah. what happened in the third quarter yesterday. I also I wanted I wanted to mention this because I don't th- Cal I, every team every good winning team bowl winning team needs a lot of luck right mm-hmm. and a lot of things that go in their favor. I think that started in Washington and that you know that heavily uh, was the case <laughs> uh, late late in this one against Ole Miss. Well, Cal's okay. If you, you date back to last season. To try and find a win that Cal had that was more than a single score. Besides the UC Davis game yeah, this year, yeah, I, there was it was Oregon one. State October twentieth, I believe. All right, <laughs> since then, since then, every game has been one even, score, even like Colorado, not, not even seven points. Like, oh yeah, that's right, Colorado was a two score game. It was a two score game, twenty one thirty three. But at the same, that game was close for the, the whole second half. I'm just saying, like, no, it's not even a seven point game. You look yeah. at the the USC win by one point last year. Mm-hmm. UW by two. UW by one again this year. Mm-hmm. North Texas by six. Ole Miss by you know an inch. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. I mean, whether it's luck or they find ways to win, they find ways to win yeah. somehow. Yeah, and it seems like there's no real. I mean, there obviously is. They analyze the film every week, but there's no there there's no like. There's a there's a sense of level headedness around this squad that like I really haven't seen from any other college football team. Like they get the W, they don't worry about what happened in the game. That's all that matters is they got the W. They'll look at the film and improve on what they didn't do right. Testament to Justin Blocock. I mean, sure. dude, like I it's kind of crazy. And like I I thought of this also is it could kind of like going to the matchup this weekend let me get my yeah, yeah. let me get my thoughts in order um yeah. herm edwards at arizona state when i was watching the arizona state colorado game it's like kind of the same thing is happening there where you can see bright spots of their play and their coaching but it hasn't been fully integrated yet i think justin wilcox and herm edwards 
and other coaches in that same position need to be given a certain amount of years to get their mm-hmm. philosophy instilled. And I think Cal is in their stride with Wilcox at the right time. Right well, now. what's great about this also is Sonny Dykes in his third year in 2015 started 5-0. and mm-hmm. Justin Wilcox now in his third year, four weeks in, he's 4-0. and yeah. um, Dykes got Cal to as high as the, 20, the number 20 spot in his third year, and Wilcox is in the teens already. That's crazy. So it, it mirrors – it's obviously a very different path to that. Yeah. Um, so – and part of that is, I mean, Cal finished seven five that year with Dykes, so it's kind of hard just to say, oh, it's it's a foregone conclusion that we're, you know, the Cal's made it to a certain level. Yeah. But as of this current moment right now, it's definitely fair to say, like, this is the progress that, you know, fans had hoped for, and yeah. now that it's here, it's like, okay, now what's the next step? Mm-hmm. Um, versus, you know, looking too far ahead. Totally. Um, that's kind of where my perspective is right now. I agree. I think, as well, I think. Oh, I totally just forgot what I was going to say. No, you're good. I had it in the pocket as you were talking, Sorry. and then I lost I, I, it. I need, to, I need to cut it shorter. Uh, <laughs> I totally forgot what I was going to say. Um, I think, I think, I think Wilcox is a great coach, and I think <laughs> he's a great coach. So um, that's going, think, that's going on the wall. I think, <laughs> I think Wilcox is a great coach. I think he's a great coach too. <laughs> um, All right. I think just the way he handles himself and sets the tone in that locker room. Um, I remember before the UW game, the message. Oh wait, before the no, game. sorry. I remember what I was gonna okay, say. Okay, no, go, 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 go. Before we forget it, go, 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 go. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but you do look back. Like Wilcox is hitting his stride now, but you do look back and you see the nine and zero record against non conference teams away from home, which is lit. And then th- uh, th- three straight seasons with three and zero starts. Yeah, that's crazy. Like for any coach. I feel like in a in a big Power Five conference, like that's a sign of progress, and especially what's going on now, it's crazy. All right, continue. I, I was just say okay against UW, like it's kind of like a, a small tangent against UW. They put out a hype video before. before yeah. Wilcox, when they're about to take the field, says doesn't give them some inspirational cliche thing. He says not much to say right now. Go do your do go do your thing. That's it. Yeah. I thought that was pretty. I thought that was pretty cool. I didn't want to hear some like you you've been working so hard for this and uh, now's your time to shine. No, it's. Not much to say. Go do your thing. Yeah. Not a lot to talk about right now. This is why we come together. Moments like this. Embrace it. Let's go battle. Fight on three. One, two, three. Fight. I think there's a difference there. There's no sugarcoating it. You yeah. Know? Um, I mean, you could tell that the players in the post-game conference or, or post-game press conference, like, you know, Garbers won't give you anything. Weaver will give you the sound bite. <laughs> Nico and Ramihio is talking about how good the game is. Duncan, you know, was that was a great. Jordan Duncan. Yeah. I've got to feel so happy for him. Yeah, going for back him to his home state home, yeah. and ball out like that, especially after a, a rough start to the season, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy, man. So uh, back to ASU. Yeah. What, do you, what are your thoughts uh, going into this week? Well, it was interesting. Um, everyone kind of had, a, had it all penciled in. Yeah. ASU-Cal is going to be a ranked matchup, yeah. two undefeated. Let's see who can – Slug it out. And then the ASU defense showed cracks again, like in the system against Colorado, which didn't have LaVisca Chenault Jr. Our, like, the, uh, my favorite receiver in the nation besides Jerry Judy at, at Alabama. Mm. Um, that's worrisome. Um, Herm Edwards, look, Herm Edwards is fantastic. We touched on him already. Yeah. Um, Jaden Daniels and Eno Benjamin just as texted me. He's like, bruh, this Jaden Daniels guy. Yeah. Exactly. No, I couldn't agree more. Jaden Daniels has opened a lot of eyes since winning the, the starting job over Dylan, Dylan Sterling Cole and a couple others. Um, it's going to be kind of – it almost reminds me of Justin Herbert as a freshman coming in against Cal um, in 2016. Um, it's going to be a Friday night game. Uh, a lot of hype, obviously, around this Cal program. 
Um, I think just as a whole, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how you know a Cal defense that, like you said, wasn't maybe at its best against Ole Miss responds against a true freshman quarter- quarterback. Are they like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like 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 licking their chops and I'm like, oh man, we got a freshman quarterback coming in here, about to go five and zero if we, mm-hmm. we can get this W. Um, the health of Cam Good and and Tevin Paul is going to be huge. huge. It's legit um, huge. And I think just as a whole, it's going to be a great game. I think so, man. I um, think it's going to be an even even keel battle. Um, yeah, I think uh, ASU's defense is pretty solid, but I think Chase Garbers, if he played like he did against Ole Miss, can unlock a few of their their a few of their uh, shortcomings. I also feel like. If Cal's defense plays like they did against Ole Miss, there might be some problems. Going back to ASU's defense real quick, a couple of guys in the middle were banged up in the front seven, I saw. And then, it's weird. If, if they're playing, if they're only playing Michigan State, like ASU looks like the best defense in the nation for whatever reason. And then and then you saw last week against Colorado, Steven Montez, the veteran. It almost like was like he knew what their coverages were and what like pre and post picture, like snap. Um it was definitely a weird game. I was really surprised. Yeah. Really, really surprised. I mean, it was, ASU had, I believe, a backup kicker. That's something to consider as well. Um, obviously, it's the offense that speaks for itself with Daniels and Benjamin. But um, defensively and special teams, a little bit suspect for ASU right now, and that's why they're not in the top 25. But I still expect, like we've talked about, even killed battle um, through and through. I mean, Cal doesn't blow people out. We no. know that. Um, and it's just going to be about – making Jaden Daniels uncomfortable, forcing him out of the pocket, um, and then just being ultra-aggressive. I know that against Ole Miss, Cal kind of retreated a little bit more, um, had Brandon Smith, uh, Trey Turner the third in the game. It was a little bit of a different look from uh, GA and, and DeRuiter, but um, fully expect you know Cam Bynum, who was beat a couple of times, Elijah Hicks, um, all of these guys to bounce back well. Yeah. Daniels wasn't afraid to chuck it yesterday. No, he wasn't. Um, Jaden Daniels entered fall camp a little bit of a bad track. Um, basically, pe- like pegged as the third string, maybe backup. Um, and it was it was a genuine like fall camp battle between four quarterbacks at ASU. And about a, a week and a half before the season started, Herm Edwards was like, "Jaden Daniels is my starting quarterback." Um, Dylan Sterling Cole, the highly recru- the highly recruited um, redshirt junior, I believe now. Um, he came in a few years ago as you know the next big thing at ASU, and now he's third string with this true freshman falling out. So um, Herm Edwards likes his uh, his young his young gunner, um, yeah. and it'll it'll be a good challenge for the Cal defense for sure. I don't think uh, Cal can win without the running game. I think this weekend. Yeah, I think it's 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 yeah, it's imperative that they get Daltoso back on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that the offensive line continues to hone, you know, their craft and what they're doing because yeah. you know Chase Garbers did get pressured a lot, did get sacked, um, and I think ASU has that threat. But you know Brown needs to pick it up. He had a, he did not have a good game yeah. um, on the ground. Dancy had had a few uh, first down gains, some, some decent runs. But, I like uh, Dancy. You know me, me too. I, I like Dancy a lot. Me too. Me too. Um, I think I think this is a huge game for Chris Brown, honestly, um, because you know he's he's the other option when the pass game isn't working, and if he's not on, um, nothing's on. Yeah, so it looks like the health of Chris Brown Jr., Kakoa Crawford, who I didn't see for much of the second half. Yeah. Um, those are the key injuries, and Daltoso, as we talked about, Valentino Daltoso. Yeah. Those are the main guys to watch injury-wise this week. Um, we probably won't even know until Friday night. It's a short week, so. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, Daltoso's huge, given that Will Craig's already out, and you got McCade Matt Tower, um, and Matthew Sindrick, who have played decently, I think, um, yeah. over the last couple games. Um, what's interesting is that now that, that Will Craig's out, and, you know, um, these guys know that they're, they're, the, like, they're the guys that are going to be playing for, uh, for Steve Greatwood. Um, there is sort of that confidence where there's like, no, you're not really looking behind you, like, who's, who might replace me if I commit them or hold? It's, no, you're the guys that need to step up and protect Chase Garbers because he's been running for his life for the yeah. past four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> how do you think How do you think a long Baldwin and company can sustain that? Because, like, I, there was a few, I mean, uh, like, you know, we were talking about before we started re-recording after we got kicked out of our original room. Our haven. Our haven, yeah. Uh, which has happened twice now. Uh, we're talking about daily cows and our departments too. We know. We were talking about how depressing it was when Garbers went down against Ole Miss, and he was out for a play, and Devon Monster came in, and the whole <laughs> trajectory of Cal football changed. But like we <laughs> we talk about Garbers all the time, we shit on him, we praise him. He's integral to that offense, and like he cannot be pressured like he was against Ole Miss if they want to have any chance to win against ASU, or if he wants to be healthy for the remainder of the season. Like I feel like Baldwin needs to do a better job of protecting him. Or just tell Garbers to, like, not scramble when he doesn't need to. Like, throw the ball away at sometimes. Mm-hmm. He's been doing that. He elects, he elects to run out of bounds versus throw out of bounds. I think what's interesting about just the offense as a whole is we haven't had a game. or We had a small stretch. We've had stretches of it, obviously. Cal hasn't had, like, a, a complete game where there was a good balance between the run and the pass. It's always been one yeah. or the other. It's just whatever's working. Right. right. And then, Which, obviously, when the pass is in there, Garbers just goes and takes Both offenses and defenses, or some shit. Yeah, oh, it was like the oh, I see. It was a mixture. Run pass. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I thought during the third quarter, and we've seen it in stretches throughout the season. Um, Cal, ha- it very rarely this season have we seen a balance, a, a solid balance between run and pass. I don't know whether that's Bo Baldwin's thought process. Yeah. Where, you know, let's lean on one and get one going, or it's generally a good idea to have a good balance between run and pass. Um, not just throughout the season, but throughout a specific game. Yeah. And um, it's really fluctuated back and forth based off of what the defense has given Cal. So it'll be interesting to see whether um, they're going to go back to, you know, or they're going to stick with what worked against Ole Miss, which was, um, you know, try and get the ground game going. If that doesn't work, Chase, here you go. Yeah. Throw the ball. Uh, how many times throw the ball? 40 times or whatever. Um, and ultimately, um, you know, we know what Chris Brown and Marcel Dancy can do when they have open lanes and, um, they're able to get out in space. Um, but it, it'll be interesting to see if Arizona State finds that balance where both the run and the pass aren't working. Because we saw a little bit of that against North Texas, and that's like, yeah. you know, we're back to square one. Lights out. Um, exactly. So uh, that'll be a key thing to watch against Arizona State. It was a key thing to watch in the third quarter as a whole because you saw um, Marcel Nancy break out a couple runs, and then Chase was going through his options and um, extending plays with his legs. And when you see that type of cal offense – um, combined with a healthy defense, I mean, it's it, the game's over. I'm yeah. not saying the Cal's gonna blow anybody out, but Cal's gonna find a way to win if those things are, are clicking. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, on ASU's front, uh, they have Marvin Lewis as a coach. They also have <laughs> Steve Smith as a coach. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? That's insane. They have. I think they have a coaching advantage, like NFL, like 30 like years that, of NFL. Oh, Jesus experience. Christ! You should be winning every game. Uh, Herm Edwards has put it uh, put together great stuff, but we were already hyping up Wilcox, and I think 
they've they're the better performers, obviously, so far this season. Who's her medal? I don't know, dude. I don't know. <laughs> um, Josh, let's get your player of the game. Player player of the game. I'm gonna go with 1.5 players of the game. My primary player of the game is Jake Tonjes, tight end. Fire. Fire. Number 85. Know, know who he is now. With McAllen Castles now gone from the program, Jake Tonjes, former walk-on turned scholarship player last month, is tight end number one. Also, probably one of the duties merged. Oh, so sweat the swim move? No, I just, what just came out of my mouth, by <laughs> the way? Jesus Christ. Uh, one of the dirtiest moves on that on that touchdown. Dude, he make a man th- miss, boom, off the races. Jesus Christ. I mean, Chris Brown had one in the Washington game mm-hmm. where he just dabbed on like a five-yard run. It was crazy. But Tongas, you know, honorable, Tongas, honorable mention for best Jay, juke of Jay, the year. Jake Tongas, um, great story overall. I mean, he's had to fight and claw his way. And because of the lack of depth of tight end, um, he's taken advantage of his opportunities. There was obviously the 160-yard touchdown that, that Spencer's still freaking out about. Yeah. Um, and then there's the one um, at the end of the game, actually, that I think a lot of people are going to overlook. Um, Cal's trying to put the game away. Obviously, Ole Miss stopped them, and we know what happened after that. But um, the, fir- the first down that Cal got in their final drive along the sideline, Thomas is a toe tap along the sideline. I mean, this guy a few weeks ago wasn't even in the plans to be part of the uh, – or like one of the primary guys who was going to be Castle starting, Gavin Reinwald in for for uh, mostly run plays, yeah. blocking, um, and then he'll get out a little bit. And then Colin Moore was seemed like the other target to to see time. But Jay Tondis is clearly the number one tight end right now, and I think he really separated himself this weekend, which is I think awesome so. to see. He is, like, tremendous size, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, for his size, he has a ton of agility. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we talk about Stanford. I think last year, Ian Bunting and Ray Hudson, um, the Cal's Cal tight ends, no scores last year. Yeah. Tom just finally ends that drought. I mean, this is a school that Tony Gonzalez contended. They, the tight end exists for a reason. Yeah, that's true. Um, so it was I, really cool to see it was that like, come alive. Yeah, and like it's been a full, like you said, a, like almost a full season since I've seen a tight end catch a pass. Like, mm-hmm. and that's what it feels like to me. And I think that's great. That's a great sign that Baldwin was able to, you know, orchestrate that play. Um, I think that opens up again another mm-hmm. element that they could use against yeah. ASU. I, be- I believe the last Cal tight end to have a touchdown reception was Kyle Wells, October thirteenth, I believe, twenty seventeen. That was the Wazoo game where Cal won thirty seven three. That's, that's the last one I can remember team. that a tight end caught yeah. October thirteenth, twenty seventeen. That's crazy. Um, so it's been a minute. All right. Uh, any other players that you had? Yeah, any my moment? honorable mention was to Nick Alton. This guy, speaking of tight ends, was playing tight end because of the lack of depth. Isn't that crazy? Um, it's crazy. And then. Um, we see them trotting to the field for the opening drive, and Braxton Croto, true freshman, who also deserves a shout-out in his own right, and Nick Alton playing in place of Cam Good and Tevin Paul. Yeah. Um, in an SEC environment, I mean, this is this wasn't like an, an FCS team at home. This was the real deal, um, and for the most part, they, they held up their end. Dual-threat quarterback, I think they struggled early, but so yeah. quite nice. No, absolutely. I mean, Alton and Croto, huge shout-out to those guys. Um, it may not show on the stat sheet, but just the fact that they were able to step up when needed, because... Yeah. Good lord, Cal needed them. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, they deserve it. I agree, man. Alrighty. So, uh, any last thoughts? Well, let's, I guess, get to predictions. Uh, you are not going to release your score prediction, as I am. Not going to release my score prediction yet, but I will say this. Um, stay, Eric, tuned, stay tuned to our game day issue yeah, for that. Yeah, game day issue game. coming out. Uh, we got production Wednesday night, I believe, yep. and then Friday we'll be out. Live Hawk can come out and look for us. We'll be passing those papers out. Um, um, you can get those there. Yeah. What do you I think? expect. Arizona State's offense and defense to have a solid, solid game. Uh, I don't think the way Colorado lost to Air Force the week before and then bounced back, 
on the road is what I expect to see from Arizona State. Mm. Uh, so kind of taking a page out of their opposition's book. Um, Jaden Daniels is a young quarterback, and, and it's going to be interesting to see how he handles the pressure. Um, and I think this is the Eno Benjamin game. Um, I've talked about Eno Benjamin. I think he's the probably the top tailback, in my opinion, in the Pac-12. He's out there with Zach Moss and C.J. Verdell and a couple other guys. Um, Eno Benjamin's going to be a huge force to be reckoned with. I don't think Cal has done a perfect job of stopping the run this year. No. Um, so it'll be interesting, if, especially, like I said, if, if Cam Good and Tevin Paul aren't healthy, Eno Benjamin's going to have a big game. That's yeah. the what biggest thing that I'm going to look for on that, uh, on that side. And the, yeah. the other side of the ball would be, what will the run pass balance be for Cal? Yeah. Um, those are the two things that I'll be kind of looking for. Um, Me as well. Friday. Me as well. I'm, I'm looking towards the running game. Um, I think that's going to be a huge, a huge factor in this one um, yeah, on both sides. What do you think? So Whoever has more rush yards wins the game. What do you think? I mean, I think so. Um, just because of what Cal's secondary poses um, and then Chase Garber's is mm-hmm. Chase Garber. So, you know, he's on at one point and off the other. Um, I, and I, I, just this thought just popped into my head, but is there a possibility that Devon Monster gets integrated into the game plan? Well, that's inter- that's really interesting. Um, my guess is no, just because of the consistency, and you always want to avoid that controversial feeling. With that said, Devon Monster is a more than capable quarterback. He's a good quarterback. I mean, one, one completion for sixteen yards. On yeah, his, dude, on he's, his first. he's a Hall of Famer. All right, he's a Hall of Famer in the Cowboys. Hundred percent completion yeah. percentage. But um, do you think if it gets bad for Garbers that you know he's going to go in? My guess would be no. That's that'd be a shot to Chase's confidence. I mean, crazy. I know I know they're supposed to support each other, and they do. Chase is a good guy. Devon's a good guy, but I think it'll be a shock for sure. I mean, unless Chase is hobbled by an injury, yeah, I, I wouldn't make it a coach's decision at least right now because Devon Monster is he's not the dual threat that Chase is. He's yeah. going to be a pocket passer, and and the receivers are going to have to step up. Trayvon Clark, Kyle yeah. Crawford, Romeo, um, they're all going to have to be at their best, and I just can't see. Cal just going that direction because you know a couple of drives go poorly or like even a yeah. half. I I think they're gonna stick with Chase. Yeah, Baldwin sa- has said as well like he wants to avoid that at all costs. So I think you know four no, unless yeah he's still nursing the injury. I you know uh, yeah. he's he's um, deserved unless not Ch- to be unless him. Chase is like on his like yeah. even and Chase is a c- tough guy unless Chase absolutely cannot go. I I think Devon Monster will be a more than common backup if if Chase is hurt or unavailable for whatever reason, but. I don't expect that to be part of the game plan per se. Yeah, um, but like State, we were, sorry. Arizona State did like a dual quarterback game for like three plays. The three plays. Yeah. But that's, that's like three plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think Cal can afford to do that um, in this one. All right, man. That's all I had. Josh, anything you want to add? Uh, this was awesome. Really fun just doing the two. We miss Emily and Shaylin. Shout out to them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited for Friday. I Me mean, too, Cal. Bro. Cal's number fifteen, like we said in. The AP pool, number 16, the coaches. Yo, Cal fans better show up. Cal be fans. fucking pissed. Yeah. Um, way to show out in Mississippi, but now that, that Cal, the team's back in the Bay, um, Friday night environment, unless your kids got a, like a 7 p.m. basketball game, you, you better be there. Yeah, I agree. Um, and students show out, show up. It's going to be a fun one, man. Oh, it's going to be a fun one for it's sure. It's going to be so fun. I'm so excited. Um, stay tuned. Uh, like, I, like we said, we'll be live hawking um, out on game day. Grab our paper. Um, you know, do whatever you want with it. You don't even have to read it, but just grab it from us. It'll make us feel good. Uh, you can catch us uh, at Daily Cow Sports on Twitter, uh, on Facebook as well. Search uh, at or search Daily Cow Sports. You'll find us there. 
uh, at Daily Cal on Instagram is our paper's Instagram. And uh, thanks for listening again. Sorry we're, we had some repeats on some things that we were talking about and anecdotes from the game. That's because we had a few different recording problems, but uh, we'll get better as we go. Josh, thanks for coming, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, Justice. Y'all good, brother? Thank you, guys. Uh, talk to you again next week.